More of MKE in the Morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all know me. Back then they didn't want me, now I'm hot, they all Nobody show me. You know what? Mel, that's going to be my ringtone. Same. For the, wait a minute. But for the particular guys that call. Okay, what? I call black history. They just come <laughs> out of nowhere. Bye. Oh, 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 you call, you calling me now? Oh, funny. How am I doing? What? You you know how I'm doing because you've been lurking. Okay. Yes. Oh, you, you want me to. Zero, zero, you want to, you want to catch up? No, boo. I, I, I don't have any mustard. I'm so sorry. No. So using that. Forget it. Cause she I'm say, "Oh, so you want to catch up?" It. And I said, "Oh, I'm sorry, I don't have any mustard." I, don't have any I heard mustard. Cash App. See, we gonna go ahead and talk oh to David God. on that. Kim's no, okay. David. Hey, our bad. We didn't mean that to cut you off. One, yeah. You like that? <laughs> Thank that you, hilarious. David. That's okay. Thank you, David. Yeah, well, I, you know, I called right before the break, though, so I was right. like, "Oh, it's all good." You know what yeah. I'm saying? We we took off today, so a little snow day. So good we're just for chilling you. all day. Good for you. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, I was just saying, like, do y'all? I mean, it ain't like a major thing, but y'all think I was tripping? I mean, I went out there and snapped on on the dude a little bit. Cause so I, like, repeat they, your story, I, please. You know, I live in the suburbs, so it's a drawback, I guess. Can you start from the beginning, sidewalks. David? Can you start from the beginning? Yeah. Okay. So what? Yeah. So what happened was, I went out there about four in this morning to shovel, right? And um, so I shoveled all the driveway, everything out, and then literally right after I walked into the crib, it could have been no more than two or three minutes, the plow came through and they push all the snow, you know what I'm saying? They cleared the road out, but like the driveways get, you get blocked in your driveway. You know what I'm saying? So you can't pull out. There's no sidewalks in the suburbs. So it's a drawback to that. So they push you in. So I seen him out there, right? Cause he was still parked on the corner. I ran out there literally in my house shoes and, and my pajamas and stuff, ran out there, I said, dog, I said, don't do this. Don't back me in, dude. I was just out here for 45 minutes, shoveling all this stuff up. Do not back me in here. And then he was like, man, I understand it was a white guy. It don't matter. But like, he's like, uh, it, uh, it, we just got to plow. We don't know when the snow is going to stop. Well, I said, well, I don't know when you're coming through. I was like, well, I have someone here that leaves at six in the morning to go to work. Like what, you know? And so he's like, well, there's nothing we can do. And I'm like, I ended up, you know, apologizing to the dude. Cause I did snap at him. I was cussing at him and everything. I don't, you know, so what do you, do you guys think I was wrong for that? Or like, well, you apologize. I mean, you apologize, I mean, he's doing but, his job, but he, yeah, I was going to say he was doing his job. I, I mean, I think in the heat of the moment, that was your reaction, but I think this is a good opportunity for you to reflect and maybe find a way to manage that exactly. reaction moving forward. Exactly. Cause you That's know, what I'm asking for Yeah. You know, he was just trying to do his job. You realize that you took accountability and apologized, but you know, at the same time, you want to be mindful of that moving forward. Okay, so now that Mel gave you that right, really, really healthy advice, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just got to snap on somebody sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You didn't pick, I mean, you didn't pick me on the wrong over. day. Okay. You you get with the Miss Denise. It's yes, tough yes, out here though. It's tough in it these is. being like that. And I'm on paper. I'm on paper too. So I got to be careful. Like these little arguments or disagreements, whether it's in a corner store, or gas station, anything. You know what I'm saying? Let me tell you what I do if, because if, I, if, if, if they I talk tough. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you what I do because I travel 
90 to 95% of the year. And if anybody's familiar with the airlines, they are mean people. TSA are uh, me, mean people. I mean, from the time that you walk into the airport, it is just like you can feel the tension. They talk at you. They scream at you. Cut it with a knife. You know huh? what I'm saying? Yeah. So because of that, I'll give you some advice. Number one, I don't know what your religious affiliation is or even if you are uh, spiritual. But I yeah, literally. But I don't go to church. I ain't been to church in a long time. It's <laughs> okay. But you, but you got to listen to me, brother. <laughs> listen to me. Because I'm trying to give you some yeah, advice. I am. All right. Of so course. I'm always teachable. All right. Well, you got to listen actively. Just ask yourself, can I walk into this room without snapping? These people are going to come at me. They're going to come for me. They're going to try to, as Beyonce says, break my soul, break my good energy. So I'm just going to understand that these airline people... That are so angry, I'm not going to personalize it. That's what I have to tell myself. I'm not going to internalize it. I'm not going to take it personal. It is beyond me, and they are just using me as an outlet. So I I would just give you that advice because it is, to your point, it's hard out here. People test you every day, and they know they can get away with it. Because I'm telling you right now, the airline industry, the union employees, they do that stuff like they because they're protected. And people like me... Right. And I am a loyal customer for a couple of airlines and these flight attendants or these ticket agents, they'll go get their manager. And next thing you know, I'm being chastised. I'm being talked at. Right. And then in worst case situations, people are getting removed from flights. I'm just saying, brother, from here going out. No, I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Don't personalize. I do don't have personalize to talk it. with myself. I, I tell them don't personalize it because, yeah, it's just doing its job. One last thing before I go. Uh, I, I was. I know you guys had a lot of uh, requests yesterday for Throwback Thursdays and for uh, Women's Day, and uh, it was Biggie's birthday yesterday. DJ Brother Z, if possible, my G, can you get on that Nina Simone? It's called Four Women. And then that always love Big Papa by the locks. It's a uh, biggie, biggie uh, tribute salute, man. If you can get that on, I appreciate it. And um, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, peace and blessings to you guys. Have a safe weekend, and I'm going to holler at you soon. Appreciate you, David. Same to you. Uh, Black Conscious is on the line, and he says that he can relate to David. So we're going to go ahead and bring him up. Good morning, Black Conscious. How you doing? Now I'm just from Good Health. Welcome back, Sister Auntie. Hey, Black Conscious. How are you? Thank you. He's I'm so living sweet. life and loving it. Le- so listen, Mel, you may not have no mustard, but I bet you got some hot sauce in your purse. Um, I got hot sauce in my bag. Swag. I'm weak. You know what I'm it is. I'm so weak. <laughs> Let them know about me, yeah. Black Conscious. Right, right. They're they going to find out. Okay. Listen, uh, to the brother that just got off the phone, you, 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 that's a, that's a uh, uh, um, never-ending battle. And even if he went to that guy and got some correction, the next guy that comes after him going to do the same thing. It's just one of those things. You just take it with a grain of salt. Just keep the shovel by the by. – this is what – because I, 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 I share those same sentiments. I know exactly what he's going through. Just went through it this morning. So you kind of time it out and wait till they're done. Um, if you know that that person is going to be leaving out and you feel, go and get the car out right away. Because they will do it. After all, they're just working to clear the roads. They're not trained to curve out people, and they will be all day trying to do that. That's just the nature of the beast. Just take a deep breath, young brother. This too shall pass. It's just another 15 minutes that you have to clear it out. But, you know, ain't nothing more important than getting you all revved up than somebody who's out doing their job and not considerate of others. 
it's not that, well, let me rephrase that. They're just doing their job. And they don't have any uh, stipulations where they should have to dip into somebody or stop at every driveway. It's just not going to happen. So save that energy for something else, a more positive outlook, because the most high gave you above the ability to remove that snow. So just look at it like that. That's the best I can. That's the best advice to keep it moving. No, I couldn't agree more. Black conscious. Uh, why, for some reason, you talking? It reminded me of this thing that I remember seeing um, somewhere. So I, I googled it to my, the best of my ability, and I was able to pull it up. So it's called the chain of screaming, and it's it's so stupid, but it's from How I Met Your Mother, and basically it was a theory that was devised by one of the characters stating that once screamed at by a higher authority, one must scream at someone lower than themselves. And then it in turn creates a chain like now, David. So maybe David had something that had happened to him, whether he realizes it or not on a subconscious level. He took his frustration out on that snow removal guy who will now take his frustration out on another and then another and another. And it's that mm. chain and they call it the chain of screaming. And I say it's silly because it, it was it was on a sitcom. Mm-hmm. But that's valid. Like, oh, I absolutely. really do feel like, you know, we we do tend to affect others and affect more on like on a larger scale than we realize oh yeah because you'd be surprised at how one interaction can change somebody's day and then that changes another individual's day and that could change a whole group of people's day mm-hmm. next thing you know your kids are affected now, somehow that's where the chain comes in now i feel you on that now and 100 percent truth to what you said but nothing can happen to you worse than you clearing a driveway oh i know god i know you know that's Oh, we all know that feeling. Yeah, yeah, especially after you got the driveway cleared and yeah, you walked at 4 o'clock in the morning, too. Yeah. Oh, I want to scream, too. I get you, it. You hear that plow scraping and coming, and then you look back, and it just... Oof, man, that's... Yeah, especially yeah. after you just had a whole conversation about it. Yeah, you know, to, yeah, your, so. to both of your points, one of the things that I'm trying to work on is I can't control what other people do. To me, in terms of walking into the airport or, you know, the gentleman that uh, plowed the snow after the brother, you know, finished. Right. You can't, I, I, I don't, know. I can't control that. But one thing I'm, I'm working on is I can control how I respond. Yes. And I can control because the, the, the value proposition that I tell myself is that every time that I do scream or yell or get mad, it's removing energy days off of my life it's impacting yes, my ability yes. to live a long and healthy life because i'm telling you know like every every time we leave our house and this brother didn't even have to leave his house mm. as soon as you wake up believe your house it's on the mm. war is on you have to literally declare it's going to be a great day mm-hmm. i'm going to smile i'm going to say good morning because there's people that you'll say good morning to and they'll be like is it you'll be like man Oh, I can't stand that. Yes, because you got up in the morning. And here's my thing with that. God kept you through the night so you can make this day right. So it is more than a good morning. It is a great morning because you got up this morning. He protected you throughout the danger seen and unseen. Come on, preach. Let's go, Deacon Black Conscious. And going off of both of y'all's points, honestly, y'all, when I begin my day with gratitude, giving thanks, praising him for waking me up and bringing me to another day, my day starts significantly better. Oh, like yeah. for real, when I'm when I actually remember to church. do that. I know he's so he's silly. So don't don't make exact. me stomp up in the studio, Zach.
Uh, no, she didn't say stop. I'm weak. Oh, gosh. Don't yell at anybody. Don't yell at anyone, okay? Yeah, don't. I'm just kidding. I'm going to yell at this guy who ain't so proud in street, right? Hey, man. How the hell are you doing? Hey, man. I can't. I'm done. And look, not the church music. I'm actually done with the organs. I'm I, done. I'm, with... I'm done. I'm done, Zach. We All we it. need is uh, somebody like, to walk in. How did you pull that up so quickly? He's, he's I'm King Zach Alex. Zach said. Be encouraged. We have a message. We have a message. Again. I just want all y'all out there to receive mm. this Friday. Praise him. Some of y'all checked your bank accounts this morning and saw that that direct deposit hit right on time. Some of y'all checked it and it brought you to just 0.00. But either case, Mm. be encouraged Mm. on this Friday. Truth Nation, don't quit. Don't give up. Cast away Mm. those evil spirits when you're shoveling the snow today. Okay. And ladies... Mm. If none of your booze called you mm. this morning and said, can I come and shovel your snow? Oh. I want you to hear me and hear me well. The Spirit told me to tell you. Mm. Cut them off. <laughs> Cut them off, the Holy Ghost said, and move on with your day. You are listening to MKE in the Morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's that six six long slim sticking your chick, pulling tricks, looking slick at all times when I'm flipping. Bar sipping, car dipping, Grant Wood grain gripping, still tipping on still tipping on the no hacking, the no hacking, so blowing on that. GameCube, Nintendo, 5% tent, so you can't see up in my window. Don't understand me, cause I'm boss. I would say Zach don't know nothing about this, but He's getting better because last night the Bucks played. Um, first off, shout out to Brooke Lopez. If you didn't know, Brooke hosted a block party. It was really, really fun. Um, anybody who was in attendance had a good time. A new career high, nine blocks for big man Brooke. And ew, 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 ew. It, was a, was it was an interesting game. I thought that was great. Thank you. Um, it was an interesting game. We played the, the Nets um, and... Yanni didn't play. Um, we we actually had most of our starters in, but we we have a few injuries right now, or like just like illnesses and stuff, and just ailments. I would say. Um, so it was an interesting game. It came down to the wire. At one point, we were we are up a good amount, and then Brooklyn made it a game we're at up the by end. Twenty at one point. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it, Zach. Um, no, <laughs> I just when we lost that lead and like it got like within three, I'm like I, but. It's okay because Brooke Lopez came up big, came up major. He messed around and got himself, uh, well, he, he got a double-double, 24 points, 10 rebounds, and a new career high, nine blocks, 118-113. Um, so it was a fun game. But I actually want to talk about Zach because Zach texted me before the game, and he was telling me about how he was adding all this 90s music to his playlist because he DJed in the Pottawatomie Club at the game last night. So, Zach, I'd love to hear... First off, how did it go? And then second, how how do you feel with all this new '90s music in your in your playlist? On your playlist? No, in your playlist. Yeah, so it was good. And 
just the next time that I DJ at Portman's, just know that I'm set. And so I'm able Why to... Why Portman's specifically? Just because... That's the crowd? Yeah. The vibe? I, yeah. Okay. And because the last time that I was there, I know that that was like the stuff that I was supposed to be playing, but I didn't have it. And I didn't know like what I was supposed to be downloading S-M-B-H. ahead of time. Yeah. And so I'm... But I'm looking at like my song history now and... Some of these songs I did know of, but most of these songs I ain't never heard of my my life. Like what? Uh, I'll Be by Foxy Brown and Jay-Z. What? Anything by Jay-Z. It means nothing. Not anything by Jay-Z. Do It Again by Jay-Z. Don't. Uh, He gonna hurt your feelings. Get Ready by Mace. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I knew Just Fine by Mary J, but I didn't have it. That's a good, like, that's a good, like, cookout song. Uh, Smile you know. by Vitamin C. I don't even know that. Black Hands, Black Hand Side by Queen Latifah. Let's see what else. I Shot You by L Cool J. Uh, Wanna Get With You by Guy. Never I heard of it. I wanna get with you. Come got- On Bay by Two Live Crew. Never heard of it. So how did you find this music then? Uh, my record pool. I just went to like the '90s uh, section and just, just download it. Downloaded yeah. literally I'm tell you everything my, that said clean. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you my one of my. And if so, if you could play this, you're gonna make my day. Actually, no, because this is '80s. So I can't say that. So let me give you. Now that was '80s too. I'm gonna tell you my top two jams. Number one, I like by Guy that came out in '89. And number two, so maybe it it kind of carried over into '90s. Yeah. yeah, and then. Have y'all heard of the group Wham? Yes. And you've, I know you've heard of George Michael, mm-hmm. which by the way, George Michael was the, him and Michael, Philip Michael Thomas made me know that I was a heterosexual woman. I'll just leave it at that. Because <laughs> I remember like why, when the first time I saw a Careless Whisper video, mm. I was like, something's happening. Tonight the music seems loud. I love I that song. That we, anyway, but Philip Michael Thomas on my device. I want to watch the video. Ooh, especially the, I think it was the third season where he had the the beard. Whew. Anywho, um, everything she wants. King Zach, mm. play play everything she wants by when we come back from the break. I'm telling you, watch Truth Nation's reaction because those that grew up in the eighties and nineties, that was the jam. Now, interesting fact, Mel. Did you know that George Michael won Best R&B Artist, Male Artist, at the American Music Awards in 1988 or 89, and black folks went crazy? I bet they did. It stirred up the biggest controversy. But like, even Gladys Knight and the and the Pips spoke out on it. I remember that like it was yesterday. Yeah, it, it was not. Well, to be really honest, I mean, uh, Careless Whisper, <sighs> I would argue... Because it's weird. It's weird, y'all. I, I feel like there are very few non-black artists that can get away with being considered R&B. You feel me? John B. Yeah. JT. He's pop. <sighs> but certain all, songs... You don't, bring, you don't bring my man up and then R&B just keep going? As, but you feel me? like He's light-skinned. No, I for sure. He is black. He's light-skinned. But certain songs, <laughs> I would honestly, even Adele, like I would consider certain songs to be R&B, but they're uh, submitted under pop, which I'm like, how is that pop? It's because they're a pop artist. Yes. But, but anyway, thing, point being, what is Careless Whisper to you? Because to me, that's like a slow jazzy jam. song. It's like a slow Absolutely. But I don't know if I would call it R&B. I don't know. It's definitely. So for me, music is not about race. No. 
Music it's not, is, but, it's, there but is genres. And I but think I feel like that's what it's like. Like, it's mainly black people who do R&B. But why is that? My only thing is we created that, it. Well, we, cre- we created rock and roll. Chuck Berry. Like, and seriously. They don't affiliate that with black El- people. Yeah. Elvis Presley so. did not create rock no, and roll. No, black no, no. people. Chuck Berry. Truly. if Just do the research. I'm to tell you all the time. No, research. It's true. it's true. But going back to R&B music, I think that anyone, whether you're white, black, um, yellow, brown, purple, can sing great R&B because it comes from the soul. Yeah. My only thing is that give credit where credit is due. Honor those that inspired you to sing and perform the way that you perform. And if that is black people, if that's the black community, then say that. So one thing I did appreciate, if you were to YouTube the video of George Michael accepting the best R&B male artist that year, the first thing that came out of his mouth, Mel, was, I want to thank black radio. Because he knew when his fine self, may he rest in peace. Man, that was devastating. But anywho, uh, Really quick, I know I'm kind of going up, but I just want to make sure that, because I want to keep my word. We had a text message from, I believe that was, who was that that sent me the text message? Anyway. Uh, oh. Zach, a.k.a. Yes. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. Before okay. we get to that, just real quick. Yeah. Because I, I want to wrap up. We were talking about, Zach, with with you and your 90s playlist. How do you feel? Like, do, do you feel that it heightened your DJ experience? Do you feel like you're better because of it? I mean, you just mentioned that the next time that you DJ at Portman's, your playlist is set. Like, I, I want to I wanna hear from your perspective because you've been so anti any music before the year 1998. So I'm, I'm just curious. <laughs> well, I guess, and, and not even really just for Portman's, but I got to DJ a wedding this weekend and they're like, they're older than me, and they were definitely born in the early nineties. And so, older than you King Zach, you about this, five. Shut up. <laughs> so this 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 will help me a lot as well. But uh, yeah, I feel like uh, it'll make me a better DJ as far as just having a wider song selection. Like when I'm out at these corporate events and everything like that. Um, but I I feel like I, I was able to uh, mix them real well, as if I knew them like any other song. I was able to record like my whole set so i'll like get those posted probably sometime this weekend and just mess around with those more and just get to know the songs that i already got and not accept any new ones research guy yes they were big in the 90s (laughs) see so you know i'm you know i'm your elder right i will take this belt off and come back there not the belt Shoot. Zach don't know nothing about oh. the belt. Zach he needs to know something about, about the, belt. the belt. I really don't think he knows. I'm talking anything. about them big, them oh, big black leather thin and ones. And I don't think Zach know anything well, about that. He, I literally don't. He gonna mess around. Look, I'm, I'm gonna sure. do the gonna nice version. He gonna find out today. Zach, keep talking. Somebody help me. No. Okay. Okay. I'm being abused. I now that's another problem. I need I help. Okay. Anywho, can yeah. I can answer yeah, yeah, the? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Here we go. Uh. Zach, a.k.a. Eric, asked, <laughs> he has a question. Uh, he says, mainly for DT, how do you give construction constructive criticism to a supervisor or manager? Well, the first thing traditionally that we do is that we're, we, and, and however you feel is valid, but oftentimes we want to address someone's actions, words, or behaviors that have offended us. We want to go right to, what you did was messed up. What you did was messed up. And automatically, your supervisor or manager is going to feel defensive. And what you're looking for is an apology or to be heard or to be recognized. So what you have to do is when you're having that conversation, and this is how I would approach it, 
and I don't know your supervisor or manager's name. Let's just say their name is Bob. Hey, Bob, when you said X or when you did X, it made me feel blank. So use the words that describe how you felt and say it may not have been your intention, Bob. I could totally be misinterpreting what you intended, but I just want to let you know that when you did that or when you said that, it made me feel blank. It could have been frustrated, condescending, whatever it is, but let people know, especially those that you work for, uh, how, how their actions are making you feel. Now, if you share that with this person and they're like, you know, yeah, you did take it the wrong way and I really could care less about how you feel, Man, that's a toxic relationship. And then you got to ask yourself, is this the kind of person I want to work with? And, you know, that's a decision that you have to make. But I, I, I'm going to I'm going to have positive intent and good faith about your supervisor and manager. So once again, you have the conversation, not criticizing, but letting them know what they said or did made you feel a certain way. They should say, you know what? Thank you for bringing that to my attention. That was not my intention. I apologize. If not, you need to reevaluate where you're working because that's just going to continue to get toxic. Hope no, that I helps. I couldn't agree more. Um, and if I may add, I, you know, I, I have 100% been in multiple situations where I have had to address my manager in a certain way. First off, and I said this to DT when you initially texted this to us, I would uh, try to... Think of it more so or less as constructive criticism, more as constructive feedback. Um, And I agree with DT. Communication is key. But not only that, I think that you should be uh, solution based. So maybe instead of just coming to your manager and saying these are the problems, now you fix it. Try to bring solutions yourself to the table. And even if they don't necessarily uh, take hold of those solutions and use them, it at least gets the conversation going toward, okay, how can we remedy this situation? How can we make it better? And your manager needs to know how to manage you specifically. You know, every individual is so different. And I've been in a position of management, I mean, really going back to being a dance teacher. And that started when I was 18 years old because you are managing those groups of dancers and your your vital piece in um, their mentorship journey and, you know, just understanding what's right, what's wrong, what to do, um, and just giving them that construct, if you will. So I think that you have to teach your manager how to manage you, but I would be careful about the idea of the criticism component just because, like DT said, they're probably going to be on the defense. You know, managers don't like being told that they're doing something wrong. Nobody does. No one does. Yeah, no human being. They don't want to be put in defensive mode. Right, exactly. So I would definitely be mindful of that. And again, maybe try to bring solutions to the table. Um, And even if they don't pick them, I I guarantee it will at least give them some thought of, okay, well, maybe it it won't work that way. But if we try it this way, this may be the, the proper solution. Um, Zach, a.k.a. Eric, let us know if you need. Oh, so he followed up. He said, I just feel like they are not doing a great job coaching, training. So then let's expand this question in Milwaukee because mm-hmm. this is valid. Mm-hmm. I have definitely worked under management that I felt just wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you, though. The last thing that you said was, if it's not serving you, don't be there. Leave. What would you do, Milwaukee, if you were underneath management that you felt just wasn't doing a great job coaching, training, etc.? That's the issue that Zach, a.k.a. Eric, has run into. And he wants to know how can he give constructive criticism to said supervisor or manager that he feels is not doing a great job coaching um, or managing him? 
212-1017. DT, she's the effective communications coach. You gave, I mean, sound advice, and I'm sure that he would appreciate some more. I got you. Let us know. Let's team up together and get some solutions to our guy, just like I'm teaming up (laughs) with X Housing. I was excited when I did join their team to learn that 48% of the families who purchased homes last year with X Coaching were black families. 109 of the 145 black families who purchased homes last year were led by women. 77 of those homebuyers were single moms, and they took care of a total of 192 kids. They even had a black homebuyer who was only 19 years old, so she gets to build wealth every month when she pays her mortgage instead of her rent. Get started on your own virtual orientation today simply by going to xhousing.org. There are no restrictions on who can access the program. Just make sure that you have some steady monthly income, even if it's a small amount. Axhousing.org. It is MKE in the morning on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. children, your wife, your family, and all your friends, everybody stay strong, the good die young, where we from is all wrong, we all confused, never know what we have, what we have we lose, think big, we just lost a very big shout out to the notorious B.I.G., Big Papa, Frank White, Christopher Wallace, that, that was a tough one, I remember exactly where I was when... And, and what was so crazy, well, first, let me take care of business first, and I'm going to share this real quick story. The Black-Owned Business Give Back is back. We have, again, teamed up with Associated Bank to help local black businesses grow and succeed together. The home of Milwaukee Black Talk will be giving away $6,000 worth of free commercial advertising for three months to five black businesses each quarter of 2023 to sign up for this incredible marketing opportunity visit blackbusinessgiveback.com and that is blackbusinessgiveback.com let's rebuild our community's backbone through exposure on the truth for official rules head to blackbusinessgiveback.com associated bank member fdic i remember exactly where i was i was at a uh, nightclub and the dj Literally, y'all, and Zach and Mel, I'm not even exaggerating. This DJ was just playing all of Biggie's hits back to back to back. And I remember the club was just lit. Everybody's dancing, sweating, feeling good. And I remember I looked over to my girlfriend who I was with and I said, Dang, you thought you thought you think that Biggie died. No, you didn't. True story. Where were you? Evansville. Okay. My hometown, Evansville, Indiana. And I was at the club called The Raz. And again, I was like, Dang, you would have thought this brother's dead. Go home, wake up the next morning, turn on the news. And this was, he died on a Saturday. He was shot on a Saturday night because I remember I was at the club. Woke up Sunday morning, Christopher Wallace, a.k.a. the Notorious B.I.G., dead. And I believe he was 22, maybe 20. He was definitely younger than 25. He was so young. And I... I, I, my heart just stopped. I literally remember where I was, Mel. I was in my parents' family room 
in my dad's recliner and my mouth just dropped. I couldn't even cry. Couldn't even cry. I was just in shock. And, you know, this is before social media. This is when, I mean, no, were we, I, I didn't have a cell phone. There was no even, no texting. Well, I was going to ask you, is there any chance the DJ knew, but news just hadn't traveled quite no. that far? Really? No. What are the odds then? Because he was still alive when this was going, he got shot, I want to say maybe like around, because this was after the, uh, this was in uh, Los Angeles after the Soul Train Music Awards and he and Diddy had went to that after party and then when they were leaving. So this was before he died. But I'm saying, okay, hold on, because I want to understand the mm-hmm. timeline. You're yep. saying that night, Saturday night, mm-hmm. so the night he died, the DJ just happened to be playing a lot of music. Spirit. You just happened to make that. Spirit. That's so... It was a spirit. That's bizarre. It was basically saying, the spirit was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. saying this brother's you. about to be gone. Because I'm telling you, he would have said, I mean, first of all, he would even play all that music. It would have been, hey, y'all, Biggie's dead. You and think then he would have made an announcement? Oh, I just don't absolutely. know what it was like then. It, it would have been an announcement, okay. and everybody would have left. Okay. Mm. But he was just playing it over and just over again. happened to be, yeah. And I remember, I looked at my friend, I was like, man, you would have thought, this this man is dead. What are the odds that you would say something That's crazy. Like I'll that. never forget that. I will never forget that. Mm. I remember exactly where I was when I heard Tupac. Uh, How long after? Was that a year later? He died before. Oh, it, I'm sorry. Yeah. So Tupac died before two, Biggie. Was it, was it a year, though? Yes. Because one was 96, it wasn't one even was 97. Tupac uh, died in September of 95. Biggie died in 90, March of 90s. No, I'm sorry. September of 96. And then Biggie died in March of 97. Mm. And I remember exactly where I was. And I remember when Tupac, because I mean, Tupac would get shot all the time. It was like, he, he'll be all right. He'll be fine. He'll recover. Mm. And they was like, he's gone. Mm. Mm. It's crazy. And... When you think about just how young they were, and I'm sure that that was part of the conversation then, but mm-hmm. like Aaliyah for me, I'll never forget where I was when she passed. Mm-hmm. And I, I was a kid, though. So like to me, like she seemed a lot older. She seemed like she had had a, a lengthy career, which she had considering that she started at the age 15. Right. You know what I mean? Same with Selena. I remember where I was when Selena passed away. But again, both of them, I, I was a, a child. So now being what, 10 years older than mm-hmm. they both theoretically were when they passed? I mean, Aaliyah was around 23, Selena somewhere around that age too. And I'm just like, I have now lived eight plus more years than they got to. You know what's messed up about Aaliyah's death? I mean, it was tragic, but let me tell you what, I remember exactly, she died in August of 2011, or 2001. One. Yep. And then what happened? What, what happened a month 9/11. later? And that totally just overshadowed her death. She did not get the mourning. You felt that way? Oh, absolutely. Because I remember when she first passed in August, every day, all day, that's all people were talking about. Then 9-11 happened and it was like, you never heard anything else about Leah's death. Well, and for me, so she was so prevalent in our household mm-hmm. that we continue to mourn. But it's interesting that from a worldview, yeah. it got it, it makes sense. It 9-11 overshadowed, oh, overshadowed yeah. everything. everything. Nothing else was relevant Nothing in the year 2001. You know what I mean? Like, I what that. else happened in 2001 besides Aaliyah, of course? But, you, you know. I can't remember where I was when Aaliyah passed. But I definitely remember, like, it was yesterday where I was with both Tupac and Biggie. Um, I could definitely remember. I was at the movies with my kids when I heard about Whitney. We came out the theater. And that was the night of the uh, the, the Grammys. Yep. I remember that. That was in and 2009. That was the same year as Michael Jackson. But I'm going to tell you this. When Michael Jackson passed, mm. Mel... 
I remember I was. I'm getting choked up now. I, I didn't know. sleep for probably about a day and a half. I know. I could. I didn't. I caught. Remember because I I was on a business trip, and I flew in, and when we landed. So we were getting text messages from CNN throughout the day. Yeah. Michael Jackson had cardiac arrest. Michael Jackson's dead. Oh, nope, he's alive. So people I didn't really know that, what to yeah. believe. I remember when I landed um, home, I was living in Atlanta at the time. And when we landed, you know, people, you know, turn your cell phones on. All you could hear was like people's phones going off mm-hmm. and then screams on the plane. Mm-hmm. It's like literally people are screaming, get off the plane, go into the airport and all of the TVs were just surrounded by people. People were crying. People were sitting down. I mean, I'm talking about grown adults from all races, ethnicities, walks of life had their heads in there. I mean, you would have thought it, it, it was terrible. Yeah, It was terrible. I never want to go through that again. It was just, you know, you think about Whitney, Prince. They seem invincible. You don't think about that time, especially them. They're legends, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I mean, I, I personally, in, in which they pass. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I just don't believe that they died the way that the autopsy said they died. I'm just going to leave it at that. Who though? Who specifically? All of them. Whitney. I don't believe, I believe that, you know, somebody murdered her. I believe somebody murdered Prince. Elevator. Come on, man. Mm. And we all know that. I mean, somebody wasn't the doctor convicted of murdering Michael Jackson. Yeah. yeah. Like these people did not die of just a simple drug overdose. Mm. It, it's hard being great. And everybody that's around you doesn't love you. That's and you really got to have discernment because all three of those great human beings. That's why Beyonce is so protected. You don't see her out. I'm telling you, she, you are be. not going to. You're going to see her when she does the Renaissance tour, and that will be it. Yep. Straight up. She is protected. That's why the first thing she said when she accepted that Grammy was, God, thank you for what? Protecting me. Come on. Because she took notes. Because she is, she is at that level. She will go down as a Whitney Houston, not in terms of the voice, but just in terms of being one of the greatest entertainers, yeah. performing artists of all time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Beyonce is protected. Yes, she is. Well, and you know, um, a lot of people do say that Beyonce was able to ease a transition a little bit better into her solo act, her solo career, because unfortunately, Aaliyah's passing, in Mm -hmm. a sense, left a void for Mm -hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, an R&B type, you know, like that that type of woman, because obviously there are a lot of other R&B um, acts at the time, but there was a certain void that Aaliyah left open. And a lot of people do say that in a weird way, Beyonce helped fill that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Aaliyah, she was a powerhouse. She, her career, I genuinely believe, was going to be what Beyonce has Beyonce. Been. You know what I'm saying? Because she was only just getting started in Hollywood. Yeah, that's so true. You know? She was so talented. She was and, she was and so beautiful. Young. She was stunning. Yeah. I, I was obsessed with Aaliyah. Yeah, I was obsessed with her. Yeah. yeah. No, it's I hard agree. thinking about her passing, especially like, I won't go into details. Y'all can look them up. But when you read about what happened to her mm. body and going into shock, she knew what was happening before it happened. Now what now? She went into shock. Like she died before the plane hit the ground because she went into. She understood what was happening. It's, Are you serious? Look it up. How it's do they sick. know that? Because they she, cardiac autopsies. Arrest? Yeah, yeah. They like she didn't pass from the impact. She passed from 
what was happening prior to. So I'm asking, was it was it cardiac arrest? Yes. Oh my god. Like she understood and her body went into shock. They said the same and thing she about died prior to the impact. They said the same thing about 9/11. You know when you saw the people jumping out the windows? They said they had they'd already already died before they hit the ground of cardiac arrest and also the the oxygen. Yeah. Man, I whew. but but to bring it to a more positive, this yes. is why we wake up and we thank God. Man, for giving us another day, for anointing us, for protecting us, keeping our health, keeping our families. It's important, y'all. And I know it's easy to forget because you get caught up in the hubbub of life. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? There's always a lot going on. I mean, I was having a, a not so great week um, last week. It was PMS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a few um, encounters this week that reminded me of just how blessed I am. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's okay to be vulnerable and, you know, have those moments. But then also you, you got to have gratitude, too, in your heart. You know right. what I mean? And it's good to have people around you who remind you of that. Yes. So, and listen. Yes. And, and and to listen to you. Yes, girl. And, and the thing is, is that what you bring up, Mel, because here lately, I've been crying a lot. And I used to not be vulnerable. Oh, I called my therapist, though, uh, the day before yesterday. And she and I had a good conversation. And I don't I mean, this is, you know, our our listeners who we love dearly. You know, Mel and I try to be as transparent with y'all as possible, because number one, you you're so kind to make the time to listen to us. Mm-hmm. But we also want you to know that we're human. Yes. And you can see all the pictures on Instagram and see Mel, you know, on the Bucks games and chilling with Giannis. And you can see me traveling all the world. We are human. Yes, we are. I literally was, I've been crying a lot here lately. And the reason why I'm sharing that with you is because I, I need to be surrounded by people who are asking me, what do I need? Mm. How am I doing? Yeah. Cause as a coach, I'm constantly giving and I want to be clear. I I appreciate what God has blessed me with in terms of the ability to pour into people through words and motivate. However, you know, as a single woman who travels constantly, you know, the other day it was a trigger. I was going to baggage claim and my suitcase Mel was, was probably about 60 to 65 pounds. And I'm trying to be a woman. I, you know, I look nice. I've got my nails done. And I just didn't feel like picking that stupid 63-pound bag. Do you know there were two men that were standing right next to me that didn't even help? Didn't even help me take the bag off the carousel. And it was just a trigger. And I was like, I am so tired of pouring and giving. And just the simple act of being a gentleman. Because I would I would pop my son upside his head. And I know he wouldn't do that. Because anybody who knows my son, he's just perfect gentleman. But I was just, you know, it's these things in life... You don't know what people are going through. You don't know what Mel's going through. You know what I'm going through. And even though we give y'all all this great energy and make sure that you're having a good time, we're human. And, you know, some people have said to me, well, Denise, you you were different off the stage. I'm human. Right. I am being like I am being paid to make sure that you feel good. When I get off that stage, I may be going through something. Mm. So for those that are listening, it is okay for you to say, you know what? I don't feel like showing up today. I don't feel like giving today. Yes. Take care of your mental health. Yes. Take care, set your boundaries. And if you need to just stay in the bed and cry and pray and just not talk to anybody, do that. Because mm. that's what I'm on right now. Okay. I realized that I was like all this traveling and giving and people, and I've never been, not that there's anything wrong with it, I've never been a crier. But now it's like, like the brother said, you know, with the the snow blowing situation right now, I'm on edge. 
some say some, somebody say something to me out of order, you're going to get Denisha mm. straight up. Not Denisha. And so that's why I said tomorrow I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to just pray, meditate, and get my mind right. But Truth Nation, we love you. Just know, just like y'all, we are human. Yes. We're human. Yes. We make mistakes. We're going to do things wrong. You know, some of the listeners may say, well, I don't like what Denise said. That is absolutely valid. I'm not on this this thing called earth to, to just be perfect. And give yourself some grace as well. Because we, we have to. And then going back to what we were talking about, Mel, people talk about, well, I don't have a choice. I got I to gotta keep in this job so I can get paid. You have a choice. Your physical, emotional well-being is just as important as your bank account. Yes. Come on, girl. I know we got a break, but I'm just I'm just telling y'all right now, if you are working in a toxic work environment and people around you are saying, well, you got to stay in that job because, you know, it's just not that easy. It is. Your life is one time on this earth. And you take care of yourself are the only one living your life. They're not living your life. Mm-mm. And I guarantee you those same people who you feel like you can't say no to, they'll say no to you in a heartbeat. Absolutely. We'll be back. Y'all SMKE in the morning. More of MKE in the morning is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. A.K.A. Friday. Been having some interesting conversations today. Oh, I forgot about that one. My bad. Oh, wait, I did that one. We're good. Is there another one? Oh, yeah, there is another one. All right. This is perfect. I know that you wanted more than just a house. You wanted a place where your kids would feel totally protected and to be free to dream of what's possible. Explore their passions and maybe even follow in your footsteps. Nobody understands that more than American Family Insurance. And that's why... They help protect the dreams of the next generation. And now you can save up to 23% when you bundle home and auto. Get a quote, find an agent, and learn about their discounts by going to AmFam.com. Products are not available in every state. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating companies. 6,000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Coming up soon in just a few minutes, Black Friday. That's right, it's Friday, a.k.a. Friday. This is your opportunity to call in, text in, shout out your favorite black-owned business, and let us know if you are looking for a certain service. Hit us up, 833-212-1017. The next hour is yours. And in addition to Black Friday, we'll keep these great conversations going on the other side of SMKE in the morning.